Hello and welcome to the Winning a Business podcast. If you're an existing listener, you may have noticed we've taken a break for a few months and you might be expecting series five of Hitting the Wall podcast. We took some time out to focus on the business and it became clear that it was time to refresh things on the podcast with more focus on what winning looks like. Still inspired by my best-selling book, Hitting the Wall, we're going to talk all things winning and what's involved to win at business. In my time as a professional tennis coach, I never once coached a racket or a ball. It was always the player. Business is no different. It's a game, one you can win or lose. Our episodes will focus on what's involved in playing the game of business effectively, and most importantly, how to win. Each episode will be a conversation with me, alongside my co-host and producer, Shirley Heron, an experienced owner and coach herself. From buying psychology to overcoming internal barriers to marketing and building your team, we'll aim to cover all aspects of what's involved to play the game to the best of your ability. So sit back and listen to these short, sharp, punchy episodes. And please let us know what you think and what topics you'd like us to cover. So welcome to another episode of the Winning Business podcast. Uh, Thank you for joining us, everybody. Um, How are you, Shelley? Yeah, good, thanks. Good, good, good. Um, So... Interesting topic today, I mm. think. I think. Uh, I was having a really deep conversation with a client earlier this week, in fact. And she was clearly quite low, quite mm. in, a, in a challenging place, has a fantastic business, growing really fast, all those challenges about growing pains and you know, sort of keeping up with herself, I suppose is, is the way mm. of thinking about it, that you know, gone gone from a model that was you know, losing money every month to making, you know, really good profit. She's just had her end of year accounts. She's on track to smash, you know, uh, some goals that she never thought were possible in the business. So there's lots and lots of good stuff going on. But I could see behind it that there were some frustrations mm-hmm. and some difficulties. And we, we kind of dug a bit and kind of chatted it through. And a, a, a member of her team kept coming up in conversation in a in a negative way um, as someone who was perhaps being in the kindest way maybe a, a blocker mm. so there were lots of frustrations about errors that have been made about not um, taking responsibility for stuff deferring ownership of projects so that she wouldn't have to take responsibility for stuff okay um, and and we looked at all the projects and the frustrations that that um, our client had been dealing with over the last several months and this one member of staff was a clear blocker mm. now we talk a hell of a lot about getting out of your own way but in this case it was trying to get somebody else out of the way yeah i think so i, I just thought it was a really interesting thing because by the end by the end of the the conversation she realised, and, and I could see the switch in her head that she'd made this decision finally, that the best thing for her business was to lose this member of staff. But the difficulty is that this member of staff, this team member, was team member number one. Right, okay. So it was a, just, a lot invested there then. It, it, emotionally, really mm. hard. So the first person that she'd taken on, mm. uh, it was them against the world around the kitchen table. Mm. type thing and I guess what I wanted to talk through today is how do you go about because we've talked a lot about recruitment and, mm. and that sort of stuff those things come up but how 
and this isn't getting rid of somebody who's terrible, mm -hmm. a bad person. The values are all there. You know, we talk a lot about hiring for uh, will rather than skill, you know, attitude rather than aptitude, that sort of stuff. But what do you do when someone's heart is in the right place? They're just not competent. And, and how do you manage that? Mm. I think for me, the first thing, the first thing obviously is your, your client has now aware of the problem and possibly hasn't, I don't know because I didn't have the conversation, but maybe hasn't been aware of how often this niggle has come up in day-to-day -day conversations and projects because she's focused on her own part yeah. of the business and everything. Um, but for me, I think the first thing is to understand why. Why is this person not performing the way that you expect them to? Is there something going on in their personal life? Is there an issue in the office? You know, what, what's going on behind the scenes? Because unless you ask, you don't know. Um, and sometimes there is stuff going on. Yes, it, it's really interesting. And, and for clarity, neither of us are HR experts. No. <laughs> so none of this would be taken as advice. It was just an interesting piece. But I, I think it's something that many people listening to this will have mm, to deal with or maybe dealing with now and aren't actually facing it that's yeah. the key thing and my client has known this person has been a problem for probably six months okay, okay. so she's avoiding then and avoiding it yeah. yeah and avoiding having the conversation with somebody who was a friend first mm -hmm. and now is an employee but she probably wants to maintain the friendship but we're very british aren't we we don't like to upset other people we like to be nice to everybody we like everybody to be nice to us and we like to be liked yes. that's a british thing isn't it, is. it yeah so there's some of that going on as well as there you know obviously it's a first employee was a friend before an employee mm. so there's some other factors going on there and, and for clarity she's had no problem getting rid of people reasonably quickly mm -hmm. who haven't worked out that she's taken on but she's since. got a lot invested in this one person that's it that's it and i think also what what we realized um, when we talked about it uh, and we went through the conversation is that the, 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 there's a deeper layer there's a deeper layer to this I think in that so my client it's really hard doing this without names <laughs> but my client over the last two years or so probably near, near, near a three because long before the pandemic we were working together um she, I was going to use the word grown up, and, and I, I don't know if that's fair, but as a business owner, mm. she has matured greatly. She has really taken the step from my business is a bit of a hobby that I'm playing at it. It's all about me in the limelight to really becoming a leader, mm -hmm. um, facilitating change in people in the business facilitating a change in the business as a whole, valuing the product that they have far more um, effectively, uh, becoming an influencer within her industry, and, and, and taking great strides to really sort of taking ownership of what it means to be the CEO of her small company, if you like. And I think that her employee, her team member, team member number one, still wants to be sitting around the kitchen table okay has not made that transition hasn't gone on the journey with her from oh it's you and me against the world aren't we cute together mm -hmm. to 
be be that sounded really patronising <laughs> to being uh, you know my my boss and friend is now the owner of this business and I've got to step up and behave in the right way as well mm-hmm. she doesn't recognise that the small mistakes that maybe my client would have kind of dismissed or not worried about because they weren't that impactful are now very impactful mm. and they affect other people within the business as well as customers mm. so I guess what I'm saying with that is that we need to be really, really mindful that not everybody that starts out on the journey with us is going to grow at the same rate. No, but I think as as a business owner, she has a responsibility to make sure everybody understands where the business is going, how she envisage the growth of the business, and to make sure that people understand what it is that they are now required to do. I don't know her, she's not my client, so I can't comment on that. But sometimes you see um, owners who do a lot of personal growth in terms of understanding what they want from their business and what they how they want to grow it, but they don't communicate that to their staff. So the staff get left behind and are still doing what they've always done. The business owner gets frustrated, but it's because of a lack of communication about where are we going as a business? What do I need from you as employees? things have changed a bit and we now all need to move on from that, which is why I said going back to the first thing I would do is understand from the employee where they are, but also make sure that the employee understands where the company is and what's expected of them. Because until you've had that conversation, you know, she's kept this person for a long time for a reason, right? You know, they must have worked well at some point. So before you kind of cut those losses, I just, I would want to make sure that there was an understanding of what was required um, because it may just be as simple as there's there's a miscommunication or lack of communication um, in terms of what's required now. Yeah, and it's interesting that because I'm I'm reflecting on my own journey there and how I've kind of gone through my business life and I suspect I've been guilty of that. Um, and, And I know that you and Hannah at times have kind of felt like you need to rein me in I suppose well, I think we staged an intervention at one point <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay we can talk about that one yeah. another time but I think there have been times you know I, I go off at pace mm-hmm. and, and, and I and I work on myself and I'm not saying that you guys haven't but I kind of I, I do stuff internally that then affects uh the the way the business is shaping externally mm-hmm. and it's not deliberate, but I don't always remember to bring you with me. Mm. I think that's the way I, I think sometimes, it. you know, I, I don't know if this specifically has happened while you've been on holiday, but you've had a chunk of time where you've had time to think and you do a lot of thinking and a lot of talking, maybe with Kay or, or other mm. people, and you come out of it going, right, this is what I want the business to look like. And in your head, you've had that conversation. Yes. But if you haven't communicated that with yeah. your team, whether that's me and Hannah or, or, you know, any business owner with their team, then your team don't know that. So they get a bit lost and they're like, probably feeling like something's not quite right, but they don't really know what it is because they don't know that the business has moved on to a slightly different path. And I, th- and I don't think there's a kind of a blame thing here because I think, you know, the, the my client's more recent uh, appointments mm-hmm. in, her, in her business are have been made much closer to meeting her, how do I say this? 
So, so if, if, if my client has gone from a sort of two out of 10 in maturity to a current, say, I don't know, six or seven out of 10 in maturity, her most recent starters and team mm. members joined her when she was at a five. Yeah. So they, they've, they, they don't know where she yeah. was, if that makes sense. Whereas this individual was with her right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So you've kind of got this double play of not growing herself, but also allowing the gap between where my client is and she is to be far greater mm -hmm. than it is for the other guys. So I think, I think does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think there's an element of, so, okay, well, so my question would be then to start, you know, thinking about this practically is, you know, from in a pragmatic sense, how, how do you, if we recognize that we're, we're working on stuff, maybe we've got a business coach, maybe we're part of a mastermind group, you know, mm -hmm. maybe we're going on a course, you know, you might be doing the help to grow program or whatever it is. Um, it, it, it might be that you've got a load of investment and that's kind of changed your thinking about the business. How do you on a practical basis ensure that your team, even if it's a team of one or the dog, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or it might be a team of 80, you know, whatever it is, how do you ensure that your team stays abreast of where you are at, what your aspirations are, what you're thinking about the business is, where you believe you are on the journey and where the business is on the journey? How do, how do we practically make that happen? Well, regular team meetings, I think, helps a lot. Um, but also, I think it, it requires the business owner to have a level of self-awareness and understanding of themselves that recognises if they've had that conversation in their head while they've been going to sleep at night or walking the dog or whatever, that they communicate that, that they say, hey, you know, it's not our normal monthly team meeting, but I've, you know, had a bit of an epiphany or I've changed my mind on something. It's their responsibility to make sure that's communicated to their staff. Because if they don't communicate it, the staff can't know and the direction of the business won't change. Because if you don't tell people that you're going in a, you know, you're turning right at this junction, they'll just keep going straight on. Yeah. So that's where I would start. You have to communicate and communicate regularly. And, you know, that requires some skill. And there's a whole other topic there about effective communication, right? But, you know, you've got to... You can't just dictate that. You can't say, I've decided, well, you could, but you might not have a very happy set of staff members. But you've got to take your staff members with you. You've got to involve them in that and say, you know, this is where I'm thinking about going. And, you know, I want to take you guys with me, but I want to make sure that it's effective. How, how do we, as a team, drive this company forward in this direction? Do you think that's a good idea? And I guess when it's just two of you at the beginning, you spend a lot of time dreaming together and, and talking. mapping and talking and going for lunches and wouldn't this be exciting and you land your first clients together mm -hmm. and all the rest of it and then one of you accelerates away the leader because they're perhaps more ambitious yeah. um, which is why they're the business owner and not the mm -hmm. employee if you like and and I guess as you go through that it becomes it's a skill that not everybody has as a business owner to start with but one that you need to develop yeah which is as soon as it becomes more than one person, you've got to structure that communication. Yeah, it can't be an ad hoc, but when it's just two of you, you it can be ad hoc because mm -hmm. you catch up all the time. You speak seven or eight times a day. Yeah. You might literally be around the kitchen table. <laughs> but as soon as there's two people in that team, you, you, your time is split by 50% yeah. immediately. Three people, you lose another, you know, and so mm -hmm. on and so on and so forth. So I think it's really important then that you, as, as you alluded to, that you, you have a structured 
way of communicating with people as well as an informal way of communicating with them. I think, I think the other thing I would say is that we've talked a lot about the business owner's responsibilities, but it, there is also a responsibility on staff members to say, hey, I don't know what's going on. It feels like things have changed and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing. They also have a, re I, I think they also have yeah. a responsibility, and I've said that to you, and I know Hannah's said that yeah. to you at, at times, is saying, we don't, we're not quite sure. Let's catch up. Let's, you know, we haven't had a team meeting yeah. for a while, or I'm, I'm feeling like things have changed and I don't know exactly where I am or what I'm supposed to be doing. Am I on the right track? And I do think that staff members have a responsibility to make sure that they check in if they're not sure, um, or even if they are sure, but, or they think they're sure, they just haven't had that kind of checkpoint. Yeah, yeah and, it's, and it's interesting because I think, um, I think, I know, like, Kay, my wife, who I talk about with the business mm. and the rest of it, you know, they're very remote. And actually, there's no way that they're all going to go back to the office because they've recruited over 100 people and they just, there aren't enough desks. Space, yeah. just, and they have no desire to take out bigger office space. So there is always going to be this rotational um kind of hot seating i guess and one of the things that's come out of you know working from home is this lack of um water cooler time if you like mm -hmm. the little coffee breaks wandering down together to grab a cup of tea and having a chat in the stairwell that you know or yeah. in the lift those those inconsequential but very consequential ad hoc yeah. you know meetings and, and um, soft pieces of communication so she runs like little coffee half an hours or coffee hours and it was i was listening into one yesterday and they talk about anything but work mm -hmm. you know um if it was me it would be did you see the football last night <laughs> <kind of thing. clears throat> and it was really interesting because i could just see by the body language of the three people in the screen the two were really engaged and all leaning forwards and chatting mm. and listening and there's lots of head nodding and one all you could see was mm -hmm. on the phone so those of you who are listening my head's just going you know, up and down. She's just on her phone. Yeah. She's just disengaged. Now, is that partly because of her personality type? Is that, you know, when she's asked a direct question, she answered it. She's quite effusive, but there was no interjecting. There was no, mm. it would have looked very, very odd if they were standing there around the coffee machine, mm. having somebody comment on their phone while the other three are chatting and they're supposed to be part of that meeting. Mm. So I, I, I don't know if it's a reflection of lockdown, of who she is as a personality, but you're right, it, she's got as much of a responsibility to choose to be engaged in that conversation and be part of mm. that teamship, what a corporate bullshit <laughs> word there, isn't it? Um, or, or get left behind, I suppose, mm. because her teammates will start to go, why, why aren't you rowing the boat with us? Mm. And in bigger corporations, when, when you know, people are thinking about, um, why didn't I get that promotion? No, the reason you don't get the promotion is generally because you haven't stepped up. You haven't shown yourself to be worthy of that promotion, right? And it's the same in small businesses, but it's just on a different scale. But part of how you show that you're worthy of being in that business and, and that you're a good employee is be, by being engaged, by checking in, by saying, hey, I'm not sure, can you check this? Can we talk about this project? And yes. that's how you stay on the same path, I think. Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely a way. I think it's a, mm. yeah. Very important. So good, interesting topic. Um, I think it's one where lots of people will have to, if they haven't already deal with, mm. there's, there's gonna be that team member number one. That, and, and they may or may not grow with you, but 
if, if their thinking is where your thinking was when you started that business five, six, seven years ago, whatever it is, and they've not matured with you, they're going to be a block. Yeah. They're going to be a block. Good. So thank you for listening. Yeah. And uh, thank you for joining me on this episode, as always. No problem. As always, if anyone's got any comments or thoughts on this topic, we always sort of love to hear about them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'd, I'd be interested if anybody has got rid of a member of staff, what prompted it and how did you do it? Yeah, we'd love to know that. Cool. Till next time. Excellent. Brilliant. See you then. Indeed. You've been listening to Winning at Business. We really hoped you enjoyed this episode. And as always, if you have topics you'd like us to cover, get in touch and we'll do our best to make it happen. Don't forget, you can also get your copy of Hitting the Wall, the book that inspired this podcast from Amazon and other retailers. Bye for now until the next episode.